Hey y'all! Welcome to NOLA Hots, a podcast to raise awareness about congenital heart defects and discuss resources about CHD and some other stuff. We're just two heart mamas from New Orleans doing this for heart mamas. Our dads, grandmas, aunts, friends, whoever may want to listen. That's Susan Edwin. And that's Lena Stevens. And we feel like we've got a lot to say. Welcome back. It's still the holiday season. I like to say, I like the week between Christmas and New Year's because... You're trying to find a home for all the new presents? No. Nothing (laughs) matters. It doesn't matter if it's 9 a.m. or 2 p.m. or 6 p.m. Do you not work that week? No, I don't usually. I usually usually take off that week or um, we have some downtime that week. We don't fully shut down, but... um, we usually, I usually don't work that week now. So it doesn't oh. matter. It's, I don't know what day it is, what time it is. I just know that I'm in stretchy clothes and so I can keep eating. <laughs> I have a few more days until I have to start a new, you know? Before you have to make that New Year's before resolution. I, before I decide this is the year I'm going to be a size two. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a few more days to do that. Um, we're prepping for Harley's. Um, surgery on Friday, not cardiac. Um, she's having her wisdom teeth taken out. So we're prepping for that on Friday. So happy new year. So you had a big new year's party with her and her her packed teeth. Yep. Yep. Packed teeth, ice packs, jammies, all the things. I'm not overly sad about that because I like, I'm not a big new year's person. I'm not a big new year's person. Um, so I am a fan of being home and nursing her so that I can be on the sofa. Yeah. Hope y'all had a good Christmas. um, well, you know, the chaos, mm-hmm. but good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, um, we usually go to the camp on the lake for New Year's, which I missed last year because we were under construction Friday, but we're going back this year. And I'm, I love it because, like, you go there and, like, you're not driving. Yep. You don't have to worry about any crazies on the road. Yep. And if it's a good night, which New Year's is always hit or miss. Right. Foggy, on the weather. sometimes rainy. But if it's a pretty night, we can see all the fireworks all the way to Mandeville oh, wow. on the lake. And you can see the ones in the city. So, like, it's really... On both sides, yeah. Yeah, it's That's really, awesome. really pretty. That's awesome. We do a bonfire and, So, you know. here we are wrapping up the year already. 2022 came and went real quick. What? Like, it just got here. I'm not I'm not even finished wearing my glasses from last New Year's that say 2022. You know, <laughs> it's funny there. At some point, it was like the midsummer, and I'm like, this is the longest year... Did you think? ...of my life. Because I feel like a lot of tragedy happened yeah. this year for me. Um, but I feel like the end of the year, like once school stuff, I don't know. I feel like it has just blinked. Like mm-hmm. it was just Labor Day and now it's New Year's. October and November and were insulting. And it's crazy. It was insulting how fast it went. October and November. Don't you think? Like the blink of an eye. Was stupid. I was like, where, what just happened? And here we are wrapping up our second year like, of podcasting. I went from Halloween to yep. Happy New Year, everybody. Yep. <laughs> And I we mean, sure we have we 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 both have kids graduating yeah. this year and moving on to high school. Uh-huh. Yeah, seventh Which grade. Is scary. Yeah, seventh graders, big seventh graders moving out into the. Let me real tell you world. what's scary: three high school tuitions. You ain't joking about that. <laughs> and I can only say that is because I've been in that boat since Carson since second grade because we moved Carson to Holy Cross in second grade. Well, yeah. So we've I been, mean, been, been at Christian Mothers. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I feel like it's it's just like crazy. Uh-huh. I know. Mama so needs we to win. We need another billion dollar lottery, please. We're on the winner. Wouldn't that be great if by the time this aired, we already won the lottery and we're talking about it, but we won. <laughs> It'd be amazing. 
Anyway, um, our last episode of the year, we've had some really great guests this year, and we're going to do um, kind of a recap and, and look back on 2022 in our next episode. Um, but for this week, our, our episode is um, a special guest. She is a nurse that works in the cardiac um, pediatric, pediatric ICU. Um, and so we all know that if our kids have had surgery, that that's the person that we are getting a lot of our information from. It's it's our right-hand person. It's the person that we trust most hours out of the day um, to get feedback from. And they probably see the ugliest side of us, too. They definitely see the ugly. They the tears, the frustration, yeah. the They've aggravation. They've seen some ugly sides of me before. I think I've fired one or two in my day. But... Um, <laughs> But um, but I digress. That might have been years ago. Um, I've also... But I, I do. I think that they... Especially when you, you want answers and mm-hmm. they don't have them and you're just like, oh my God, somebody giving them... Yeah. You know, like, yeah. and they, you're just frustrated. And some that, like, I've ended up following on social media over the years and Harley may not have had surgery since, you know, for the last 10 years, but I may be following and see where they are now and you be, they become like an extension to your family. I know a lot of moms and dads that I've talked to have said the same thing. Um, so we're excited today to have our guest, Stephanie, is it fried? I think we're going to ask her when we, when she gets on here, um, if we're pronouncing it. I always feel like I say it wrong. I, I know. I don't want to, I don't want to butcher it. So when we, when we get her on here, Stephanie, um, I believe it's spelled fried. So I'm just going to make sure that we're saying that right. Um, she's a CICU nurse at Oshner in New Orleans. And so we are looking forward to hearing what she has to say today. Welcome to Stephanie Freed, who is a CIC nurse at Oshner, New Orleans. Thank you, Stephanie, for joining us today. Thank you for having me, guys. All right. So, Stephanie, we have been wanting to interview a nurse because I feel like in my experience, you know, although the surgeons do the surgery and, and repair them up, you were the people who take care of us. Well, and I think the that most. you take care of us, too. You yes. take care of mamas and dads. The moms, the dads, the kids. I feel like y'all do a big part of it. So, for parents who aren't out there, I feel like it's good to realize like how much the nurses and that unit do for the parents and the kids and all that kind of stuff. So let's start off. Tell us a little about yourself. You know, where are you from? Where'd you train? How long have you been with Ashner? Apparently a long time because it's yes, the video started. A long answer. So the the I'll give you the short bio. Um, I am originally a Metairie girl. Went, um, I went to Dominican and then actually my parents transferred across the lake in the middle of high school. So I ended up graduating from St. Scholastica, went to LSU, went to LSU nursing school and um, ended up getting a job as a nurse tech at mm-hmm. Oshner. Now, the funny thing is I just got a random job. Actually, my boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband, we both were nurse techs on the adult hematology oncology unit. Okay. And um, I always thought I wanted to be an NI nurse. I said, I'm going to be an NI nurse, NI nurse. And so when I went to the unit director, Jan Hackett, who rest her soul, she was a director of the pediatric ICU at the time, the NICU and flight care. She talked to me for five minutes and she goes, you are not an NICU nurse. Oh, wow. I go, "What what do you mean? She goes, you are a PICU nurse. She goes, I really want you to try out being a nurse tech in the PICU. So 33 years later, which is 
how long I just had my 33 year anniversary. Wow, congratulations. That's amazing. I have been in the same unit the entire time. I you have seen some changes over those years too. Just from okay, just to give a backstory on of everybody that's listening. As soon as we started this interview and our Zoom popped up, I immediately saw her face. I did not say hello, nice to meet you. I said, Oh my God, I recognize you. So I recognize her from 10 years ago at Oshner when Harley had her last open heart surgery. It's been a while, but I absolutely remembered her face. Um, but just from 10 years ago, I know the ICU has changed drastically over there. I can't even imagine what you have seen in 33 years. I have seen a lot in 33 years, but you know, I kind of, I reflect back a lot of times and some things have stayed the same. Um, a lot of the technology has changed, but then to me, it is kind of funny how what is new now was something uh-huh. that we did uh-huh. A long time ago. Oh, we're using this. I'm like, oh, well, we used that in 19, you know, right. 98 or whatever. Right. So, um, but yes, I think a lot has changed. Um, but, but again, a, a lot has, has stayed the same. So, okay. So they have a PICU at Oshner and I think, and I can't speak for every center, but I think in a lot of centers that have um, pediatric um, heart programs. They have a, a PICU, but they also have a cardiac PICU or a CVICU, right? Right. So when I first started the, remember, so I started, you know, nine, 1990s when I graduated, um, the pediatric ICU was considered one unit. And so when I first started, I was, you know, of course, amazed with all this, um, just with the environment, because my surgeon was John Oshner. That's who that's who I started with. And um, it was a combined unit. So all kids, you know, newborn to 18 would go to the PICU, whether they had cardiac surgery, whether they had a liver transplant, right. whether they needed ECMO. And that was when I even first started. So, of course, nationally, the trend had been, now we're going to maybe start dividing the units. Separating, yeah. Now at Oshner, we do have a PICU and we have a CVICU. However, the staff remains the same. A lot of times the same nurse will be able to work both sides. Now I do have a tendency to stay on the cardiac side. That is my preference. Mm -hmm. And I do gravitate towards more challenging situations, Mm -hmm. the more the more sick and I have experience. So if somebody, right. if, if they need the experience, that is where I go. Gotcha. And so you've been there for 33 years when you were in the PICU at what point, like within the 33 years, did you start specializing and really working hardcore on hearts or is it just as big as the program has gotten? It is just, I think as big as the program has gotten. I even tell yeah. people this to this day, my first patient as believe it or not, my first day of orientation as a new nurse, I had ECMO. That is like one of the most, you know, one of the most more critical or complex Mm -hmm. um, patients to have. But at the time, again, cardiac was woven in to everything. And, and honestly, the whole cardiac system is woven into basic pediatric ICU care. Your heart does everything. Right. So if you know that system well, um, you know, it really helps you, I think, with taking care of everything else. But to me, it's so amazing how it's changed, mm-hmm. especially with the success rate of our single ventricles. Yeah. Um, when I first started, 
we didn't have surgery for single ventricles. And, and I remember cases where we would say, moms and dads will take home the baby to let the baby die, mm-hmm. you know, and then now God, really, yeah, it is just, like I said, just, um, that technology and the survival and, right. um, you know, now that we have, you know, surgeons that specialize in Norwoods and arch pull-ups to me, that excites me. And that's, yeah. that really is what I think what really kind of keeps me going. And this is why I still love going to work. Oh, love I love it. that. I love that. So for new parents that may be just kind of dipping their toes per se into the CHD parenting world, or maybe they know that their, their baby or their child will have to have surgery upcoming. Um, can you kind of give us an idea of, of what they should expect post-op as far as where your role is? I know, like I said before, at the beginning of the interview, you know, you not only are you taking care of the patient, but you're really taking care of mom and dad as well. Um, you know, you're navigating us in ways and things that we've never experienced before. Y'all see the good, the bad, and the very ugly. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. We try to keep it all in check. So yeah, we're the, li- I would say we're the liaison, yes. we're the liaison between the patient and the physician, the patient and the surgeon and the family and the, and the staff as well. Um, you know, I think it every parent situation is so different. Um, I feel like time and p- patience are the hardest thing. Uh, most families in general, assuming that you have, you know, different socioeconomic status, you're, you know, sometimes it's just one parent, not two parent, what kind of resources. They prepare, prepare, prepare for this surgery because there's so much information out there now. We did not live in this society of so, like this. We have a we have a heart and you know a heart uh, moms that are, are reaching out that I can yeah. research. I have Doctor Google. Right. This is I yeah, have, we uh, have that Facebook, for a long time. Right. Facebook groups, and I know what's going to happen. And I, I think a lot of families run on um, a lot of adrenaline. Mm-hmm. We're prepared. We know we got this. We got diagnosed early. And then surgery day comes and then there's this huge, you know, there's this. um, Well, I think that it's a relief that the surgery is over. So then when they get to the unit to watch the the post-op, it's like, okay, I can take a breath now, but there's this next hurdle we have to get over and you have. Exactly. And that is what I, I had tell families. I said, I think you've been, you run on adrenaline for so long. I said, and then surgery day is here. And then I tell the family. Okay, now the marathon has started and the gun just went off because this is that is so true. Because I feel like that recovery after, like, it just seems so slow. I mean, I look back now and it really doesn't, but it felt like I'm never getting out of this hospital. I'm never, you know, like our friend Abigail that just that just her baby just had surgery. Thomas, um, (laughs) yeah, sweet baby, and um, I remember she was like. She's like, you know, I'm so overwhelmed. I was like, well, pack your patience yeah, because it's, it's a long haul, you know, and it really is. And no matter how many times people tell you that you just don't really realize it till you're like living in it. Mm -hmm. And I remember Susan and I both sending, you know, new heart moms, um, pictures of our kids post, post-op and it doesn't matter. It's till it's your kid and you can look at all the tubes and vents that you want, but it's not going to be the same until you experience it yourself. And I remember them walking us through the unit to look at a patient beforehand, you know, and so, but it doesn't, doesn't do no, it. It's not the same. And I remember when I went to go see my son after surgery, he was, um, 
he was pretty sick before his surgery and he was so, so swollen. I mean, I just, I could still see him so swollen. And after surgery, he lost all that, Mm -hmm. like, you know, and I remember being like, oh my God, he looks so much better. And my husband was like, he's literally got his chest open and he's covered in tubes. And Mm -hmm. he's, I'm like, but overall, so much better yeah you know it's like that relief like he made it through but then you're right that the gun goes off mm-hmm. and now you really got to go through the marathon yep and I and I kind of tell family it's like you know it is a marathon to me neonates always look worse only because I feel like there's so much um extra tubes and extraneous pieces of equipment on a smaller body size and a smaller bed that it's very overwhelming. Sometimes I feel like the older kids, not as bad. Um, but again, it's all perception. You you can prepare. And I have some parents go, oh, it's not as bad as I thought. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then other parents are like, you know, standing like three feet back going, oh my God. But then I do always say, okay, he's going to look worse tomorrow or yeah. she's going to look worse in three days. I'm like, you know, like a little frog swells up. Yeah. And because, you know, yeah, you know, the infants have more fluid on them. They have a tendency to swell. You know, I kind of, I do the same talk. I go, it's kind of like a, you know, an, a bee sting or you break your arm, you know, it's swollen that first day, but then it's really puffy the next day. Right. right. I go, we're going to peak in about three days. I go, but then it's going to start coming off. Yeah. And as long as, I mean, that's, that is true that all that, like for you to give those heads up when they peak, we know it's coming that that gives people some comfort knowing like, okay, this is normal. What's supposed to happen, you know? And it's funny you were talking about size. Cause I remember when, I mean, when my son got transferred, cause I delivered at Tulane Lakeside um, and he's a twin. So I was at the hospital, healthy twin. And my husband had gone to children's with him. And I remember I was like, you know, how's he doing? And this is like when cell phones were still kind of new. Yeah. Right. So We're not talking iPhones here. No. And so he had like my like old real camera uh-huh. that you had like a the memory digital, card. Yeah, digital. Uh-huh. And so he was taking pictures for him and bring it to me, but he had laid his Blackberry, which they don't even have anymore. <laughs> Next to him, and the blackberry was half the size of his abdomen because he was so small. And I remember thinking, like, my God, there's so many tubes on him. And you're right. When they're small, they're just, it's so overwhelming to see all that on a baby. Less real estate. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's a good way to describe It's less real estate. Less real estate. And so, you know, I kind of tell them that. And then, you know, the other thing I feel like parents don't like to see it's it's a whole different ball game when the baby is still sedated from surgery yeah. and anesthesia and not move not moving but the minute they see that baby make that cry that gag that face they're like oh no oh no mm-hmm. what's going on and and you do have to say they have to wake up sometime right, right. and you know they're going to be showing emotions they're going to be showing frustration we try to control their pain but Eventually we need to, you know, pull the breathing tube out. They're going to gag. They gag when you know it's time. I know that sounds terrible. And some parents don't want to see that either. So I always tell them, yes, this is a marathon, but I like to set little goals and a a race with a congenital heart defect. is kind of like running in New Orleans. There are potholes. Their detours. It's amazing. I love this. There are one way streets. But you know what? We all are going to get to the finish line. I feel some races are longer. Some maybe are 
or 10 Ks, if a child is older and maybe just is just just getting a maybe a, a less complex surgery, maybe it's a 10 K. Our neonates, yes, we do keep them for a month, and that is a marathon. So I do like setting little checkpoints, saying, okay, the first 24 to 48 hours is the most critical. Mm-hmm. All babies have a slump after heart surgery where their blood pressure will start going down. Um, we will be giving volume. We will be going up and down on medications. Sometimes the elation is there after surgery. Oh, we made it through surgery. Yeah, that doesn't mean that we are not going to have arrhythmia problems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We are still going to, um, or if their chest is still open, you know, we're going to wait for that swelling to go down, close that chest. Okay, so when we're stable after, you know, maybe two to three days chest closure, that's a milestone. Next milestone, getting the breathing tube out. So I feel like it kind of breaks it up because you feel like you're there forever. And so it's the parents- It's so true. Mm-hmm. Like, so at least, yeah, and then the parents can say like, okay, so what do you mean? I'm like, okay, so on the breathing machine, our goal is, let's say we want to get to a rate of 10 oxygen, maybe like 30, 35%. So it's so funny. Moms and dads are now kind of, let's start looking at that breathing machine. Okay. Right. Right. The numbers going down. They would pull those blood gases and be like, Mm -hmm. what is it? What is it? Yeah. They start to learn all the things. You feel like you're a PICU nurse by the time you leave. Yes. You get that little degree. We could make, you know, everybody has those like, my kid's 12 months or six months. We can make (laughs) little cards like, I got my chest closed today. I got my vent removed today. I... Because we're on CPAP trials. You know what I mean? Like, like the blankets that yes. they lay on the, the month? <laughs> yeah. CPAP oh, trials. Okay. This is a We could do like little stickers yes. that they could like lay, you know, but it is so true because I never really thought of it like that. But I feel like the doctors and nurses did talk about that. And I remember, and I'm showing my age of my children also, you know, they, um, it was all paper charted when, when my really? son, yeah. and I mean, that binder was so thick and I'm like, how do y'all find anything in there? Like, it was just, you know, old paper orders that the doctor had to physically sign right. oh, yeah. before they could do anything. And, um, and I remember one of the things the doctor used to say is like, sometimes you're going to have some speed bumps. Sometimes you're going to have a smooth sale. And it's kind of like you said, running in new Orleans. I mean, there's a lot of, I love that there's- comparison because that's, <laughs> is so perfect. And I feel like if you don't mind, I'm probably going to steal it from here on out. Anytime we meet. <laughs> That's perfect. We always try to give prep. Like what, a, I mean, I, we're involved in different Facebook groups and you know, people ask advice. What should I expect after my, but that is a perfect, perfect quote. Analogy. Like they Good. should paint that. On and it's real. I see you all. <laughs> I feel like that's, you know, we always talk about what we were lacking when we were new heart moms. And I feel like it was like, you know, seeing older kids who had survived, who had shared their stories and their milestones. But at the same time, it was like realistic advice. Because when you get it from like, you know, the surgeons are always very positive, but there's statistics and stuff. And I'm like, but what's it really going to be like after? You know, like. And And again, like you were talking about before that sometimes the relationship with the surgeon ends after surgery. They, they like doing it and then they move on to the next case. So I feel like a lot of times they're like, Oh, that ba- you know, you're, Oh, he'll be extubated in two days. I hate when they give specifics because nothing. Because we is, cling to that. Yes. Like a lifeline. Yes. You cling to it. Like, well, he said, you know, he said two days, two days, but, it, but I want to say, you know, it's a 
about two to three days. And a lot of times I tell families, no, look, Mm -hmm. you know, this is, and I, it is nice with technology. Look, this is our x-ray. It's a little hazy. I feel, and I give my opinion, I feel it's going to take us about three or four days to get some of this fluid off. I go, and then he will, you know, then he will be ready. And that will be our next milestone. And then we'll talk about what comes next. How often did I like hover over like a computer to see the x-ray and be like, oh God, it's still cloudy. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, and you're like, damn, I mean, it. I know it's disappointing. So you have these emotions up. Yes. And it's like a roller coaster. It is. It is. So another thing I think what's good for families is I feel like routine is good for small children. I feel routine is good for adults. I feel routine is good physically and mentally. I, I love that we have set rounds. Mm-hmm. I like it when families come to rounds and listen as their child is presented. And that has changed. That was never like that. When I first started nursing, we had wow. set visiting hours. Yeah. Um, now it's open visiting hours. Families can come at any time. But we do tell families, we're presenting your child in rounds. So when rounds start, it's I think it's nice to hear what happened last night with your child. This is your labs for your child. And they really sit there and discuss. And it's not, and you see the thinking that goes on between all the the team members. Because it's not just saying, oh, we're going to do this and do that. No. Well, cardiology may say, look, um, I'm thinking about we should do this. And then maybe the intensivist is saying, well, I'm a little concerned about uh, his renal function. How about we give it another day? I think it's good to see that process. I agree. And I not, was sitting in on those and, and I was intrigued and so appreciative of watching these um, adults that are in a lot of power, these positions in different areas. Right working together. It was so nice for me as a parent to see. So I think that's very important. I mean, I would get up in the morning and like, make sure that like, I don't care if my teeth were brushed. I wasn't, my eyes, I was going to be there when that, those rounds were around, you know? So, um, and they have to come to a decision as a group, even if you don't agree and it's okay not to agree. We've all trained at different places. Sometimes they'll tell me something and I'll be like, huh, that ain't going to happen. You know, yeah. and they're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, look, you know, you're looking at him or at this baby in a moment in time. That's, that's not what respiratory sees or, or nursing right. sees. We're, we're there all the time. He, yes, his, he's doing great the first 15 minutes, but he is struggling. He doesn't have enough nutri- nutrition on board. Okay. Okay. But it, it is, you, you come to that decision as a team. And I think families, also have the opportunity to ask questions. And, yeah, I, and I agree. And I, think I think that's good. Is something to be said about, I mean, I, I really, and I, I can remember even at, at, our, at our time, it was, I think it was Dr. Mallow. And I remember something coming across where nobody was in agreement with what he had to say. And he, at some point were like, okay, like, all right, but, but, all right. <laughs> it wasn't easy, but no, I also right. think it helps when mom and dad is in the room. So you didn't go off on it. Exactly. You got right. You got to stay in your ground. <laughs> That's right. Well, is there anything, um, you know, is there anything before we ask this last question that you know, I feel like we we touched on a lot, but um, we always ask all of our podcast guests the same question as our last question. And that is, is there anything that you want to share with the CHD community um, or any type of advice or wisdom that you may have for um, a CHD or a parent, um, whoever, what's your, what's your big pie in the sky CHD advice? 
Uh, and I hold scenario because that was that great. was good stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I gave you my best material in, in the beginning. Um, you know, I, I feel like again, just um, knowing who your res- who your resources are to not, to really focus on yourself as a parent, your your partner, and your your child. Um, I think we give a, I think a lot of these parents, this is what I see. They give a lot of themselves to, um, extraneous, um, distractions. I need to let my, uh, my family know I need to let work go. I need, uh, to let social media, blah, blah, blah. I think it's good for CHD families to, if they're going through surgery to, to have that one spokesperson and say, okay, this is my sister it is your job to let everybody know what's going on to update them just so that you can focus on your own health and your, your babies. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I feel like, again, we were kind of talking about the routine. I think it's good for families to say, we're going to wake up. We're going to have breakfast. We're going to go listen to rounds. We are going to stay with our baby. We are going to have lunch. We're going to come back. And then we are going to go spend time with our other children, have a routine, and we're going to go to bed and have a night, good rest, repeat. I think that just helps. A lot of times they're, oh, I got to make a call. I got to post. I got to do this. Um, you can only do that for so long. Yeah. And and then in the end, you need to be in a good mental, physical state because then you have to bring that baby home. And take care of them. Um, so I feel it's hard to take care of yourself. And I think it's okay to not, um, to stay away for a little while. Funny, I'll give you a funny uh, scenario. My firstborn, I had a 27-weeker. Oh, and wow. so I also had a child in the NICU for three months. who was on and off the ventilator for five days, five times. And uh, I was also overdoing it. Yeah. You know, I was in labor 17 days and had him at 27 weeks. Wow. And I was driving from, you know, Covington to Baptist after day five. The <laughs> nurses called my husband and said, Stephanie needs to stay home. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was correcting other parents in the in the pod. I was like, no, we need to do this, blah, blah, blah. And I needed to take some time to step away, physically recuperate, mentally recuperate. And understand that this is for forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and but when you look back, it is a short period of the life. It's a blip. It's a, it, blip. It's a blip, and it feels like forever for yeah. you. Like we were talking about, it feels like forever. Time goes slow, but is it's a moment of the life. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just it's it's hard. It's just hard to do it. But um, just kind of one thing that I've always appreciated <clears throat> about many. Um, nurses that have taken care of and I I say us because I feel like they've taken care of us over the years is that um, many of them have been, and this can go back to labor and delivery nurses, NICU, PICU, whatever, um, all have been very good about, I'm not afraid to tell family or friends to leave. I'll be the bad guy. I'm not afraid. Uh, You tell me who you want out of here. You tell me who you want to answer. (laughs) I love that, that you like, you feel like you always have mama's back. (laughs) <laughs> yep. I always say blame the nurse. I go, you don't want crazy yep. man. 
Aunt Sue in here said the nurse said, I said, I'll go out there. Not a problem. Not a problem. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it's, it's, um, it's a process, but you know, taking care of your, taking care of yourself, I, I would say, so, so that you can, so that you can take care of your child. Absolutely. Um, that's probably my biggest, biggest takeaway. Well, you'll have to keep, you know, when you're talking to <clears throat> moms and dads, or if you feel like, you know, you run across a, a family that really could utilize some of the resources that we offer in our podcast, we definitely want you to refer them our way because I feel like we've gotten a lot of feedback from people saying that they appreciated hearing from other families. So um, don't forget us when you're talking to your patients. Oh, I won't because I talk the whole time. That's why time goes so quick for them. Because that's right. Twelve hours. They're like, wow, we've been here all day. We didn't even realize. Yes, they're like, they know my life story. They know what I, you know, everything. I love they it. They know it all. But yeah, you have no idea what that does for a family to make them feel so comfortable and at home. And um, you know, you just seem like you're really, really great at your job. And um, we appreciate the work that you do and taking care of families like ours. So, yeah. Um, well, thanks again, guys. I love it. And um, I'm glad I'm, p- I'm part of y'all's lives in a, in a way. So absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we appreciate you joining yes, us. Today. Thank you. It was great well, to meet thank you. Thank you. you. Don't thank be a stranger. You. I, I won't be a stranger. You know, I'm, all, I'm still there. I'm no stranger. <laughs> Everybody knows me. Okay. Thank you, Stephanie. She was absolutely precious. Loved her, loved her, loved her the most. I know. It's always good when you get a good nurse like that. Yes. So full of personality. And that longevity where they can share their, mm-hmm. their war expertise. stories and their expertise with you. And I mean, cause sometimes you start to trust those nurses more than the doctors. Like they've been working around here longer than you. They know more than you do. <laughs> <laughs> they would never want us to say that. No, we're not. No, we'll we're not going to say that. <laughs> Because they still might have to cut on our kids. Yes, so let's, absolutely. Let's, let's absolutely. not go there. But that long, that aftercare, I mean, they know, like she yeah. said, we're there all day, all evening. We know what to expect. So it's so true. A lot of love it's for so the nurses, true. for sure. And if you know anybody who wants to share their story with us, or if you know anybody who you've dealt with in the CI world, um, whether it be a doctor, nurse, therapist, anything that you think would benefit other listeners, please, you know, share their information with us. We are always looking for new people to interview. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at NOLA Hots. Listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Amazon Music, and Pandora. So you can rate and review us on our Apple Podcasts. Um, we appreciate all the ratings and reviews that we get. All the good ratings and reviews, of course. Right. Don't go in there and bash Don't us. Don't go in there and bash us. <laughs> um, we appreciate you guys following us. We hope everybody has a safe and happy new year. Uh, we're looking forward to the next episode in 2023. Wow. Don't forget, no judgment here. It's all about survival. Cheers. Cheers.